0: Welcome to this week's Wine and Web 3. I'm Kelly Vero, your guide to all things metaverse and NFT. This week, I'm talking to Maria Continent. She's the marketing director of Decentraland and a very dear friend. We had an incredible time together and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Take it away. I think what I want you to do first of all
1: is I want you to introduce yourself. That's the easiest part, I think. This is, like, something yeah. I can't prepare for. Cool. So, hey, I'm Mari Um based in Finland. Um, I have my own company, Transparent Eyeball. I do metaverse things. And, and my main job right now is working for Decentraland, the first fully decentralized metaverse um, and virtual world where we get to do really, really exciting pioneering things on the blockchain and decentralized marketing. So that's that's something I spent a lot of my day on. Pretty exciting. Yeah, that is pretty exciting.
0: Sounds to me like you've got a really cool job, but what was your kind of initial expectation of, of Web3 decentralized uh organizations, universes, DAOs, the metaverse, etc. when you first came to Decentraland? Was it a baptism of fire? Or did you already have an
1: idea about what it was you were getting into? I had an idea that I was getting into something that I have no idea what I'm getting into, which is really exciting. That's what I love. So um, yeah, I kind of like jumped into the unknown knowingly. And that's something I really do enjoy. Um, I come from the startup world of games where you're always trying to find the new Unicorn, you're always working on a new product. Not all of the products even make it to the um, the publishing line. So that's kind of like the, the, where, the place where I'm coming from. And then moving to Web3, um, it's just a different mindset. It's totally like a pioneering work where you have no idea where you're heading towards. You have a grand vision, but it's not even realistic at this point, but you have to start building the fundamentals, the foundations to actually reach for that kind of bigger Uh, philosophical topic that might be at the end of it and I really like that that there is no playbooks and there is absolutely no best practices you just have to go with your gut feeling and maybe base it a bit on your previous experience but you have like totally different kind of principles for on what what you have to base those decisions on and I really really enjoy that that it's it's truly the 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 wild west. I don't know if that's really a nice nice way of doing it. Maybe it's a, the the next frontier. I love space metaphors, okay. so that feels like a the com like a comfortable place. That you're know, you're really entering a new new space that you don't really know how things will work. Are the gravity laws the same? But let's test it out and see if we if we survive. I love that. We've um.
0: You you and I have kind of had quite a lot to do with each other over a period of time. Let's just say for the purpose of this podcast, we're friends. I like to think we are, but you are definitely somebody that I really look up to and admire. And one of the reasons why is not because you took such a massive leap going and working for Decentraland, but because it was a very calculated decision, I think, on your part. You knew exactly what it was you were going to be doing, and you knew that you could pave the way and build an entirely new roadmap to bring people like me and maybe some of the listeners to our podcast and some of the people who have been guests in our podcast a bit closer to the world of Web3 and the metaverse in a more accessible way what do you think are the sort of key factors in building accessibility for people who don't have experiences of Web3 and the metaverse to come into a
1: place like Decentraland? I think there's a there's a metaphor that I have to just pick up on because obviously the feeling is mutual. Um, you've been also um, in a very important role for me to be able to take that scary leap and and venture into something totally unknown and also welcome others to take that, sl- that that step and i think this is what we need to do for each other So we're going to be helping each others onwards on this journey and figuring it out what, where we're actually going and we have to hold each other's hands at times maybe shed some light here and there as well but i think it's a collaborative um adventure at this point um we're not ready for the mainstream, that's for sure, but that will come. And when there's reasons, when there's meaningful usage of the Web3, there will be people entering um, that. I think we're just pioneering a lot of new use cases here, trying to understand what the opportunities are at hand. And they all, all of them, you know, all of the opportunities are there because nobody's tested it out. So let's figure it out. Let's, let's fail. Let's succeed. Let's take each other's on that journey. I think this is the whole point of it, that we're super early. Um, there's really no rules yet. So I think somebody has to define those. It would be nice to do that together.
0: Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? But, you know, Decentraland is the kind of, uh, I'm going to say mother, because I think that's a really good word to use. It's the mother of the metaverse right now. And I think it is because it brings together manner. And decentraland in a very important way. And so what I talked about before about you know, how do you roll out that red carpet and how do you get everybody involved? My knowledge of decentraland is the fact that I'm very cognizant of it's a space for everybody. And so, because it's a space for everybody, those opportunities are top of the list. The minute you walk through the door and you, and you go into Genesis Plaza in Decentraland, anything is possible, absolutely anything. You can find yourself in a K-pop party, you can go into a game jam, you can go and do a bit of wine tasting maybe. There's plenty of things and activities. I can go to Sotheby's. I've never been to Sotheby's in my life. Until I went to Sotheby's in Decentraland. Yeah. So there's lots of things that happen in Decentraland, but bringing that currency of manner to that world of Decentraland is something that's very, very, to me, refreshing, fresh, but it's also incredibly groundbreaking. It really is taking boundaries and borders and saying, look, we don't need to be in this walled garden that you've created for us with your brand. Give us We've got the manner, give us some activities, give us some entertainment, some opportunities. What would you say to
1: that? Yeah, I think it's like the true home of user-generated content. And when you start being like 100% user-generated content, you also have to just totally acknowledge that you are not gonna be in control. And that's the whole point of it. That's the beauty of it, that when you're a fully decentralized platform, Everybody is your owner and they are your boss and they are your audience. They, Everybody else is extremely important there. Actually, they're way more important than I am because I am just here to amplify what they're working on, whether they're individuals or communities or brands. Uh, it doesn't actually matter what who the other side is. When it comes to authority, they are all as equally important and they're all equally able to create all kinds of experiences. They can throw parties or they can create the most amazing... Castles or haunted houses or events, or they can start doing wearables. And I think decentralized is one of the easiest ways to also understand NFTs because NFTs are a bit tricky. Like, what is this thing again? Like, is it a digital thing I have in my digital wallet? Well, it's it's actually like fairly physical in decentralized. It's something that you can wear. It's a T-shirt. It's a hat. It's the the shoes will fly you around. It's a it's a space suit that gives you a, a boost and you can fly to the next parcel. There's a lot of real like, tangible examples of NFTs there. And they're not just something that is only fashion. It is also your access card to something more. So they can be membership cards. So they can be um, ticket to a VIP ex- experience at a festival. And I love that that there's, there's like actual real use cases for something that seems so abstract for most people. Um, and I love that you just mentioned that as well. That, yeah, Sotheby's, that's not something that I would be probably sitting in the audience and doing like auctions in, but same thing. I don't think I would be visiting the New York Fashion Week in the front row, but no matter what, I, I was still awake, w- awake at 3 a.m. in March watching our Fashion Week unfold and sitting in there, well, standing there in the front row watching amazing user-generated art from the fabricant community. They were wearing the most amazing fa- uh, fashion designs, um, the Dolce Cabana catwalk with cats Ooh, that was pretty cool wow. i love that they were actually cats the models for that as well it's not something i would be doing otherwise <laughs> but absolutely what was there and for the grimes show as well i just i just wanted to see like okay this is my first metaverse concert i'm gonna be here it's 3 a.m i'm really tired but wow this is so cool i'm here with hundreds of others watching a giant goblin like crimes uh DJing for us this is interesting definitely i feel there's a connection with the others around me and i'm not totally on my own in front of my computer anymore that's a excellent feeling kind of like going back to the 90s like this is where my my internet uh, experience started i was i was hanging out in chat rooms in the 90s and i really missed that it was so cool like you would always bump into totally new people and make friends and you started like writing letters with them in the real world back in the 90s but I kind of, I think my space was still a bit like that, that there was a place where you would still connect. You were able to express yourself and find other like-minded people. But then after that, I don't think I've found that kind of place where I find new people constantly. I'm actually like um, push, push, pushed in the front of new new subcultures or s- new people communities. And that's what I've been missing so much. And suddenly I'm st- actually in these K-pop parties like, Whoa, there's a whole new fashion here. There's a whole new community. This is very exciting. I'm actually meeting new people. I, I, I've missed that a lot. I like that about
0: Decentraland because I stumble upon people and things, or, you know, I'll just be standing looking at a really nice piece of architecture that someone's done in DCL, and then someone will come up alongside me and go, Hey. And I'm like, Oh, hi. How's it going? And then we just have like a big conversation, and then we stay in touch with each other. And I think that that's really necessary. I know that you make the kind of analogy about the nineteen nineties, and that's connection. But you know, it's gone a little bit beyond the the whole ASL that you used to get in Yahoo chat rooms when I first started out. It's much more of a community, whereas a chat room was really just about you know someone like scouting for chicks which you know does not happen anymore but um but decentraland has got meaning and i think i like the fact that it's super meaningful now i'm drinking like a glass of fizz you're not drinking anything right now this fizz is a french cremant which i just recently picked up and i really like but i like it because of the color and the color reminded me of you and i in davos going to a wine tasting of an nft wine and last week's episode or last time's episode with boris spremer we to- i told him the story about what happened with this nft wine that we tasted what does nft wine taste
1: like maria do you know i thought it was pretty good is this any better do you do you taste a token in there this' is quite nice I can't taste the
0: token now. There's no no, there's no chips getting stuck in the back of my throat. It's quite tasty. And but I thought that that whole NFT end-to-end offering was really long. And the reason why is because I think I nudged you at one point or you were talking to somebody else and I just thought I must tell her about it. If they'd just placed it in Decentraland and said it's X amount of mana. to to kind of get this as an NFT and keep this bottle in your collection, in your inventory, boom, it's done. You wouldn't have needed to have gone to the, the extravaganza of like a huge event in Davos in order to be able to promote this like fantastic NFT wine that you've created. The point about what it is that happens inside Decentraland is that you place it in there and actually people do come. They are genuinely curious. And the curiosity had to be generated in the physical sense. And in the kind of metaphysical sense in this metaverse that we're in, we don't don't need to be like that digitally. You can just place a brand there and we go, oh, what's that over there? Let's go and find out. I thought that that was really telling and interesting from a psychological perspective of someone who who enjoys like player behaviors and uh, user-generated player behaviors. What, did, what do you think about about that? Because you were on the receiving end of that physical event, the same as me, we're in the same room together. I thought it was pretty rubbish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I almost remember the name of the wine and that's, that's not good. I wish I actually did remember it, but I like that they had the token system and there was like a exclusivity uh, when it comes to that and they were like really t- tying it into tokenomics. But that... Uh, also makes it really exclusive and i guess that's what they were going for exclusive token exclusive wine exclusive audience at the world economic forum like i get it that's for a very very like a small slither of uh, communities whereas the decentralized communities is way more wider you're going to be talking to a whole bunch of different kind of people from different kind of face of life from geographical locations they are different ages as well so it's an undefined target audience and as a marketeer that's that's a tough one you know like you cannot even segment your audience it's it's called community just like the world like world is full of all kinds of people and you might probably be talking with a whole bunch of them rather than really segmenting to a smaller kind of sub layer of people but uh, yeah definitely could imagine a wine launch in the that would be a public one for the communities that exist there who will want to they would want to ask questions they would want to understand what is this about why are you here what are your values that actually resonate with ours and i think that would be the most most impactful way of doing that like talk about the sustainability as a value like why are we here why do we do it like this and what does that mean when it comes to the real world i would love to hear and be educated more and I think that's that's an opportunity that a lot of the brands are also missing when it comes to Web3, that um, there's actually a, a, an opportunity for engagement. People want to know, and they want to learn, and they want to have a quest. They want to ha- have an adventure in your brand experience. And what can you tell about your background? Like Who's your owner? Who's who's the grower? What kind of crepes are you creating? What are all these little things? As a game designer, Kelly, you know it is exactly. Like, how can you drop all these key things into a gamified experience because people will wanna pick up those. And by the end of it, they've just learned a whole bunch and they know not just the name of your brand, but they will know all the elements of the brand. And I think that's something that is missing. It's not just showcasing a bottle in in a scene, but actually showcasing the values, the stories of that and really use it as a storytelling element. There's a lot of really cool activations that are coming from movie industry that are explaining that, that they are able to, deconstruct a story, take its elements and bring them to the metaverse where they are elements of engagement, they are elements of interaction. And that's exactly what it should be. It's storytelling. Just another way of getting involved. Reminds me of something that I I loved working on um, back in the day when I was working on Angry Birds, we worked on Angry Birds Rio, which was like a spin-off version of the movie Rio. Um the the movie was a huge success. And then they were considering like Fox, like there were some years of consideration before the Rio 2 was actually decided on that they were gonna do that. And and those years in between, we had a really active game. We had like a whole crazy community of people who just kept on coming to the game on a daily basis and we ran out of story because the movie was, you know, it's just a it's it's a fixed amount of storytelling until the next movie. So how does the story evolve outside that movie? How can you keep on telling about the characters or introduce new characters? And I think that's that's what's really happening in the metaverse. You can bring those stories that already exist in a book or in a movie and keep on telling them and, and open up those for the, for the users to take. Like they can t- keep on telling those stories. Mm-hmm. I think I've actually seen a bit of that with the Matrix avatars they were they were kind of continuing the matrix story through those characters using um discord in this case as a storytelling platform where people were able to tell more stories for their own characters and actually keep on building that matrix universe and i love that i think that's exactly like bring the consumers bring the users the fans in and let them start owning your brand and keep on like make them the storytellers rather than your brand marketing team as as
0: yeah that's such a mistake isn't it that everybody makes it's it's good to know that you're 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 feeling about community the same way that i do i think it's hard as well with games coming from a game background to go into a space where you you you're not thinking about the demographics so much and you're thinking about what ways can we keep everybody together what ways can we echo what it is that we're creating how can we get the end user or or the user, I, I see them as being you know clients now, if you have a brand that's in Web3 or the metaverse, you really want to be able to service them and not necessarily just say, look, here's our brand, let's just keep servicing the brand. You're right. You want people to own the story and pick the baton of the story up from there and run yeah. with it and keep running with it. Yeah. That's called super fans. And I love that part of player behavior. Yeah,
1: it's not even ambassador. They are super fans and ideally they become micro owners. They should be not just invested through their time, but they might wanna invest through their money, not just buying a product, but actually investing through the membership or NFT or however the monetization model and mechanics work, but they could actually express their fandom and their love for the brand through being an investor in the product. And that's really cool i love that you would actually start opening up doors for that kind of interaction where you are now servicing not just the board of directors but you are servicing thousands of your fans and you need to listen to them how they think about your products and how they would improve it because they will have some really really good ideas as well yeah that's true i just had a really really good idea while you were talking
0: i was thinking to myself could i go to decentraland today and could I lay down the foundations for a vineyard? And could I create my own Napa Valley vineyard inside Decentraland? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Let's do it. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to be able to do that. What tools do I need to, to use if I'm coming to Decentraland for the first time? Do I have to learn how to do game development?
1: Well, it's up to you how you want to build the bigger story around it but all the builder tools are available so basically the only requirement is that you need some kind of land to deploy on so either you want to own some land or you want to lease some land Um, I'm happy to help you find some Um, there's plenty of really excellent landowners that are also renting and leasing their land or maybe they want to get involved as part-time part owners you know this is how the world works People want to get invested. So finding you some land, let's get you on the builder. It's it's really easy to use. So you can actually just use our awesome repository rep- and pick up some excellent features you want to have involved, create the graphics and just deploy it live. There is a SDK you might want to look at as well. And maybe you want to do some gamified experiences there as well, but totally doable. You're going to have a mini game going on there. Maybe it's growing through the seasons, you know, like we have a day and night mode, so maybe it reflects the world a bit. Lots of opportunities there. Mm, God, there are lots of opportunities. I can
0: see me definitely building a Napa Valley vineyard and there, oops, I think a few people might get there before me by the end (laughs) of this podcast, getting out, to be honest. Over the last few weeks, we've talked about everything you see from, you know, the basics of wine growing Um, all the way through to the sustainability. And it keeps circling me back to the metaverse and Web3 and thinking about the simplicity that what it is, especially Decentraland is offering. A lot of people get bamboozled with Decentraland though, because they think, oh, you know, because it is decentralized and because you are using blockchain and because you've got MANA and because you have all of these tools and they're all working alongside each other, it can be a bit off-putting for people who are beginners to this space. What kind of advice would you give them to get them started? How could they overview or cut
1: through that the stuff that they don't understand or aren't interested in? I think it's the easiest way is just to get involved in the events where you don't need to do anything else and just watch and, and let it just unfold before your eyes, see how the community gets together together. Events.decentraland.org is the website to go and check out. So you can see what are going to be the most popular events. There's music and there's movies and there's get togethers, all kinds of reasons to join the community. And people go just dancing and chatting together it's really sweet like I it's it's generally really fun there's a couple of excellent DJs that are live DJing from their room and they're talking to the audience in Decentraland so you can interact with them in the world but you're actually seeing their real face as well really excellent I love that I think this is something really special happening when you are in a 3D space with other 3D characters it's is a totally different spatial awareness that happens so I think that's the easiest way to get involved you don't need to do much more than just enjoy and explore and once you have some good ideas and you realize that you want to actually start creating and giving back to the community that's where the fun starts so um some people start doing wearables they become fashion designers they want to publish different kind of clothes smart wearables maybe there's some experiences that they want to create you you've you've seen our games as well so there's a lot of game developers just doing really simple game mechanics but also they're quite fun um small teams it doesn't require a whole bunch of people and the best part is that if you really really have a great idea um but you don't have the funding the dao so we have a decentralized autonomous organization that is all the community um they actually own the platform and they have a whole Treasury system where they are able to give out grants for really good development ideas. So if you feel like decentralized is missing a feature or is there's there's something that is just totally missing, like I can't believe it, it's missing. Why don't you have this? I could build it for you. There will be grant system. You can apply for funding and actually start making it yourself. So if you feel like something's wrong or missing, come and come and fix it. Get it wrong. I think that's the best thing. Like any.
0: Don't worry, I'm going to have my own wine brand in there, no worries. In fact, no, no, I'm going to bring Cuvée Collective over into Descent. That's what yeah, I'm going I think to that do makes because, sense. of course, this is Wine in Web 3, and this is the Cuvée Collective project. Um, one of the things that I wanted to just remind you of as well when we are at the World Economic Forum, and this is how great the community is. We did that amazing panel in Female Quotient, and your husband was waiting for us in game. So he was in Finland, where you live. We, you and me, were in Davos in Switzerland, where I live and where you visited. And your husband was waiting for us kind of online in Decentraland for the panel to commence. And everything that we saw inside that panel was all created from the outside in, and from the outside in I mean from the physical into the digital. I really enjoyed 100% from start to finish that entire process. I thought it was amazing and a stroke of genius, which is why I believe that, you know, if we harness the power and stop being frightened of things like Decentraland, we can actually do so much more than we can do in the physical sense. It's magical. It's like a miracle moment when you see the female quotient lounge, the FQ lounge in there, and you just sort of think, oh my gosh, I'm sitting in the same place. As it looks exactly the same as it does in the digital, as it is in the physical. That's crazy. Yeah, I think there's something.
1: There is that? something magical about this digital twin because they, they, we know them from science. Like people use digital twins to experiment on something that you don't really want to experiment on the physical one. But then now we are starting to see digital twins as the replicas of something physical, and it's becoming um, a digital place so that we can overcome the physical limitations. We are not always in the same country. I would prefer being there with you. But then again, here we are on the virtual setting where we get to meet again. But that's not always the case for most people. You don't get to see all the fun panels and you're missing out on some concerts that are only taking place in one place or they're too expensive. So what is the other option? Is there scalable solutions where it, it is a bit more inclusive, a bit more welcoming, a bit more just accessible? I think that's that's the deal here we're looking at a global community, we should be able to also offer global solutions, which will become available for everybody. So I think that's, that's extremely important part of it. But also, I think there's gonna be a lot of these discussions coming forward, like, like, my husband was trying to figure out his avatar, and he had like, um, huge dilemmas of like, how do I see myself in the digital form? if I have this kind of hairstyle in my real life, is this something that I have in the digital one? Do I actually identify myself as this kind of guy that wears these kind of clothes? Like, how important is my digital identity to me? And going forward, I think we're going to all have these dilemmas. Like, we're all going to have our avatars, and they might be our personal life avatars, which might be different to our professional avatars. So how, how do we exist in the virtual world, in the metaverse, with all these personalities that we actually holding in here but now we don't really have like a option we get to do some makeup or have some cool clothes on but that's about it we're still quite limited to when it comes to physical appearances in this world but in the meta world me- meta world verse you can really choose whatever you want. You you can be the dinosaur or walking cockroach if that's what you really feel like you want to identify as on that moment. And it offers way, way more opportunities, but at the same time, you need to feel comfortable that that's you and that this is who, who's, who you're representing now. Super interesting.
0: Well, if there's anything like my hair, I can change my mind whenever I want. Today I might be turquoise, but the next time I'm in Decentraland, I might have pink hair, you never know. But you made me think about something interesting there about digital twins, and that is coming back to the wine thing. You know, the the whole we've had a conversation over the last few weeks about how to translate that wine tasting experience into something that is purely digital. And how we get over that, it's a little bit like what you and I were just talking about then, which is being part of a global global community means that we also have to find the correct platform or vehicle, which makes us equal in that global space together. Decentraland currently does that. It's one of the things that you built your entire foundation upon. However, being and dropping things into these spaces, we want to be equitable. So we want to make sure that everybody has access to the things that we are creating in that space. Now, when you're talking about alcohol, that's pretty difficult to do because they carry age restrictions and those age restrictions vary depending on which territories you live in or which countries you're in, etc. And so I think maybe to some extent, I don't see this as being a gateway, but I certainly see this as being the kind of almost my parents used to talk about this when I was young, the French gateway. So like you would have red wine at dinner if you were sort of 14 years old, topped up with loads of water. And then as you grew up and got older, you were like, oh, that first glass of wine that I ever tasted with my dinner tasted really watery. And that's really put me off wine. But actually as you evolve and become more mature, you start to build your own opinion, but you can't build an opinion about anything unless you see that thing and that thing is tangible and that you can access it. And so that global accessibility, again, which is something that you build your foundations upon really well at Decentraland, you know, has to follow. So that everything should be available to everybody in that space. But I'm still really
1: stuck on what that's gonna taste like. <laughs> well, I think- I don't know about you. Yeah, I think there's a funny contradiction there because When you think of the metaverse and and especially like Decentraland, some of the biggest brands that have been in Decentraland really early on are luxury brands that are trying to build like... Their whole business model is based on exclusivity, but they're coming to a fully open world. And I think that's really interesting. It's crazy. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So I think there's something really special there that they are not actually trying to build something super exclusive because everybody will have access to it. And they're not even limited by the amount of NFTs that are available, like the wearables that, that you can just go and buy them, and they're not even expensive because you get to actually uh, engage with the brand. And that's an exclusive experience itself. You don't get to do that in this world, but in the metaverse, you can. It, and that's why I think, I think they figured it out in a really interesting way that you don't need to replicate the problems of this world in the metaverse. You can actually really rely on your own brand values and the brand, like, awareness the visibility of it people will recognize it and they want to engage with it because they can and it doesn't need to be so restricted and exclusive um i think one of the best actually the 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 best activation of the metaverse fashion week was the st lauder um they, they had this absolutely wonderful skin lotion activation that was available for everybody and it was the most um amazing nft so it adds like this sparkle around you and it just makes you really cool so you walk around and you just keep on sparkling and i still wear that on my avatar because how cool i get to sparkle in the middle but they gave it that out for everybody and i think that was a really great way of building brand engagement and long-term usage of that nft as well so it's not something that i just hold in my bag and i just want to show off with it's my part of my digital identity now i want to sparkle it's my glow so I think they they did a really clever idea of of how to do that other thing that I I thought was also important I think is is the word unlearning because we are now entering a world where a lot of the things that how how we've learned how things work they won't work and they shouldn't work like that there so there's a lot of unlearning to be done as well especially like I'm coming from marketing so Unlearning all the marketing methods has been essential part of my role, and I love that that I can actually re- I'm testing a lot of like marketing model one, traditional model doesn't work, throwing it to the bin, like no. a lot of those won't work because community is at the heart of things, and I don't make the decision, and that's really like it's like a um, active exercise for me every day, as I I I put it like this like how to make myself totally redundant. That's that's my vision here like i should not be making any decisions (laughs) i shouldn't be calling the shots i should know how the community can do those better so how do i actually empower my community how do i get more people involved who can make those great decisions how do i give them pipelines and tools in order to do that and that's that's my big long-term vision make myself totally useless like maintenance marketing Yeah. yeah like maintenance marketing
0: That's fascinating. I think that's decentralized. I mean, I've never heard anybody say that before. Yeah, that is totally decentralized. (laughs) Listen, I've just got one more question for you, and it's a kind of a big existential world question, Um, but I can ask it to you because you're my dear friend, Maria. What do you kind of hope for the metaverse? A, A lot of people think the metaverse is this. They think it's that. They think it's all of these things or none of these things. And I I have my own I keep my own counsel about what I think the metaverse is, so I try to keep it very unless someone tries to have a fight with me about the metaverse, I try to listen and be open to what people's sort of expectations
1: are. But what's your kind of hopes for the metaverse? That is is a totally impossible question, obviously. The metaverse it's Mm. it's an umbrella term for various different things and i think web 3 is more where i'm counting my hopes on just in general like web 3 Mm. ideology of Mm. of really claiming back that power um the opportunity to participate own create earn a lot like i think it's just really important to realize that there is so much every individual can achieve using technology we need to start doing that a bit more so i think there's like the web three ethos is the one that talks to me the most i think the metaverse part of it Mm. the 3d environment i think the main role for that is the social aspect how do we actually meet each other and collaborate Because even if I'm an empowered Web3 individual, I still need my community. I need people to talk with and meet, and I miss that a lot. So I think that's something that I'm I'm putting my hopes on Metaverse, that it is the next social media tool in a way, not just something where I consume, but I get to meet and create together with others um, and learn. I think there's an educational aspect that is going to be essential going forward, where we can really immerse ourselves in things that have been, things that never were, and really be in those sci-fi moments, or in the fantasy or recreation of history, and really live through something that we haven't lived through before. Just experience something that I can then also log out of. So, you know, an added reality. We share the same hopes, I think. That's
0: really, really good. I've really enjoyed talking to you, but you didn't even have a drink, and so I'm really sad. Fed up <laughs> with you now. You're in the you're in the doghouse for that. But I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Thank you to the incredible. Maria Continent. That was an amazing conversation this week. Do you agree? If you do, why not get in touch with us? We really want to hear from you. And over the next few weeks, we're going to carry on talking about the future of wine in the metaverse. So to keep in the loop of everything Cuvée Collective, why don't you look for us on Discord, Instagram and cuvéecollective.com. You can also rate and review us and download all the podcasts you may have missed by going to wherever good pods are cast. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye.